Hello again, witches, seekers, and friends, and welcome to the Fat Feminist Witch Podcast, the show where we do a little ranting, raving, and wand waving. I'm your host, Paige, and together we are going to explore magic and spirituality, social justice, the psychic realm, and most importantly, the magic of every day. Hello, witches, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode 60 of the podcast. Yay, how exciting is that? I love whenever we come to one of these nice rounded numbers. So today is going to be a little bit different than some of the episodes that I've been putting out over the last little while. They've been, it doesn't always seem that way, of course, but they've been fairly structured. Today, instead of writing out the script in advance, I actually could only really come up with notes to make, just points and notes. So today is going to be a little bit free form. Probably won't be doing a lot of editing, so <laughs> get ready for some ums and uhs. And while I would apologize normally, this doesn't really feel like the time for some reason. Now, doing an episode like this, I'm oh, sorry, I'm drinking my coffee as well. That's so rude. <laughs> I normally cut that out, right? I apologize. So doing an episode like this is challenging sometimes. You know, it's, it's much easier to have a script that I can read while I'm talking because I write the way that I talk, right? I write it in the same tone. And even with all the little jokes that I make, I, a lot of times they're right there in uh, parentheses. I didn't do that this time, and it's just because I, I I couldn't, and I don't know how to explain it, but I just couldn't. And I think it's because of the topic that I chose for this, which is everyday magic. And I didn't even know what I was thinking of when I said daily magic. You know, I was just like, that's exactly what I want to talk about. I want to talk about daily magic, and I want to talk about tarot scopes, which is coming up later, by the way. I'll talk about that in a second. And I didn't even know what I meant. <laughs> Did I mean magical things to do every day? Did I mean how to create a magical practice that takes place every day? Did I mean the things that I personally do? I didn't know. And to be honest, I still kind of only half know exactly what I was talking about. But for whatever reason, this felt like the way to present this information. So today, we're talking about daily magic. And some of that is going to be some of the things that I do on a fairly daily basis. And some caveats with that, of course. And I've also got tarot scopes for the month of December. So what a tarot scope is, is I've pulled a tarot card for every single sign of the zodiac, one for each sign, of course, as well as an oracle card. And factoring in, you know, some of the astrological stuff that is coming up over the next month, I come up with a reading for you to help you navigate through the month of December. I'm going to be doing this every month, uh, mostly because I think it's really fun. <laughs> and it's something that I do for myself. I pull tarot cards. I do, you know, morning and night reading sometimes. Sometimes I do both. Sometimes I do one. Sometimes I do neither. But I do these, these regular readings. And I also pull a card for every month. And to me, it's a great practice because it's something kind of small that I can do. Since it's one card, it's not pages and pages of, of advice that I have to remember all the time. It's just an image and a symbol that I can come back to throughout the month for inspiration. So as I said, today's topic is daily magic. And that could mean a whole bunch of different things. I see guides all the time, like how to create a daily magical practice, how to improve your magical practice with daily rituals, how to contribute to your magical practice, how to get into the habit of a magical practice. And a lot of times, a lot of these this advice, which is all very great, and some of the lists I see of the things that you can do every day, even without breaking out, you know, your candles and incense, stuff that you can just, just do on a daily or weekly or monthly basis to align yourself with the earth, all of that information and that advice is really, really great. And I am going to give you some stuff like that. But what I want to talk about is not so much what you put into your magical practice on a daily basis, but what you get out of it on a daily basis. Because this doesn't always seem like something that's mentioned. Of course, you know, having a better or more successful magical practice, having a deeper magical practice, this is a great goal to work towards. But you're not just building a magical practice. You know, you're, you're building a life. You're living in this regular mundane world. And I talk about this all the time that 
for me, when it comes to magic, that magic has to fit into my real world. Now, magic doesn't have to make sense so much in the real world, but it has to be something that fits into my life, that fits in with the goals, that fits in with what I'm bringing in. You know, I don't do magic that I don't agree with. I don't do magic that I don't feel like I need. And I don't do magic when it feels obligatory. What that does for me is, you know, it just, it doesn't just contribute to my practice, it contributes to my life. You know, it doesn't just keep me focused on spiritual matters, it really keeps me going. And I'm actually starting to kind of realize, <laughs> I'm kind of realizing something um, about this, this topic and why it's so freeform. I have been struggling a little bit with my depression, and I'm sure some of it is because it is dark as hell outside, it's so gray. Um, struggling a little with depression. And I'm also in the process of moving. So my altar is taken down. And you know, a lot of my witchy stuff is all put away. And so I've been feeling very, very disconnected. And I keep thinking I haven't done anything witchy all day, except for, you know, work typing at the computer. I haven't done anything witchy all day. But that really isn't true. Over the years, witchcraft has just kind of found its way into my regular habits and routines. It's just found its way in there. It's not something I even do consciously anymore. Sometimes it is, but a lot of times it's just something that I do. Now, if you're brand new to magic and witchcraft, that's probably not happening right away. Though it might be. Some people just, you know, it's not about becoming a witch. It's about realizing you've been witchy this whole time. Sometimes. <laughs> so some of these things are infusing magic into, you know, my coffee and my medication and my meals. And these are things I've got links to some of these spells and rituals and stuff that I'll post in the description. Uh, I love to make magical coffee imbue that with energy. And that's as simple as, you know, putting your hands over the coffee pot or over the cup of coffee and saying a little something about what you want from that coffee that day. I want energy and to feel warm and enthusiastic. I want to feel creative. I want this to open up my mind. With my medication, I love to do I actually do it weekly when I set it out. I love to do a small ritual where I read out some affirmations or intentions for my medication. You know, this dosage is right for me. This makes me feel better every day. This helps me accomplish my goals. I do things like I read my tarot on a regular basis. Sometimes I light candles just to light the candle. That, that light to me, that flickering light is a very, it has that kind of spiritual energy to it. And I'm not lighting a candle because I, I need the light. <laughs> and it is pretty to look at, but there's just something about it that makes me feel connected. I try to do things like get fresh air every day. Like, you know, I have a balcony, which I'm very fortunate for, but even opening up the window, I try to get fresh air every day. I love smells. I sniff the air. <laughs> and I know that some of you know what I what I'm talking about. You can smell things like, um, you know, like in the fall, you can smell the leaves. You can smell the moisture in the air. You can smell sometimes how cold or warm it is in your particular area. It's just something that I do to kind of check in and get in tune with whatever's going around that day. Every day has its own energy. Every day. You know, and that is in a million different ways. So there is a particular type of energy or magic for each day of the week. You know, Mondays are associated with the moon and everything that goes with it. So things like intuition and um, divination, psychic work, magic, but also sleepiness. <laughs> sleepiness and seeking comfort and trying to get cozy and even retreating inward. So there's that. But I mean, every single Monday isn't exactly the same. Every day there are new things happening. There's energy bouncing around out there for us to access or feel or interact with. And that's something that I try to tune into. It makes me feel connected to everything that's happening, right? On days when I don't do a lot of this stuff, days when I, I don't 
you know, check out what the weather's doing when I don't smell the air, when I don't, you know, water my plants or see how they're growing, stick my fingers in the dirt, visit with my cat and my fish and <laughs> make sure they're doing okay. Days when I don't kind of check in with nature, where I don't get out of my regular mundane reality for even five minutes, those days I definitely feel off. But that's, that's not really, you know, that's not really because I'm disconnected. It's, it's something inside me, you know, I haven't, I haven't gotten myself into the groove. I haven't wrapped that witchcraft around my regular mundane life. Now, the problem with when you start thinking like this, like, oh, I haven't done anything with you all day, is that magic and witchcraft and ritual, they can become um, feeling like an obligation. I'm not good at doing things when I feel obligated. It makes me want to do them way, 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 way less, right? I'm sure everyone's like that in some way. So the important thing with these daily rituals, and it's something I don't always see on these lists of daily things that you can do, is sometimes to do nothing. Don't do any of this stuff on purpose. You know, if you don't feel like lighting your candles and incense, don't. That's not going to do anything for you if you don't feel it. And that's okay. You know, everybody has days where they need to lay in bed all day or where they just want to watch Law & Order reruns until they fall asleep. Sometimes I think, well, actually not sometimes, I frequently think about how um, how much capitalism and, and the idea that we must always be productive has found its way into witchcraft. And I mean, not entirely, right? That's not totally what I'm talking about today, but it will be soon. I will be talking about that in the podcast very shortly, actually. But this idea that we always need to be producing and we always need to be getting these really big results. And that's where we get the idea of chronic positivity. You know, you need to always be forcing yourself to be positive and that's not helpful. <laughs> it's not helpful. And it's because the truth is you don't always need to be producing. You don't always need to be even healing. You know, a lot of times, even when I talk about magic and witchcraft and... Um, and, and spell work and ritual, it's all for some larger purpose, like deep self-exploration or, <laughs> or, you know, deep inner healing, you know, getting rid of trauma, attracting the life of your dreams. And these are all humongous. And you don't always need to be doing that. You don't always need to be doing your magic, doing witchcraft, right? Doing your magic or witchcraft for these large heavy, deep purposes. Of course, that's the best way for me to deal with a lot of that stuff. That really heavy stuff, witchcraft really helps me with that. But that's that's not really just what it is. You know, people in other religions understand this. They know that there's a time to pray for something big. There's a time to pray for a whole new life, uh, a new job, a change of location, or, you know, maybe healing of another person. And there's some times when you just need to pray or go to church just because of how it makes you feel. And that's something I don't always see discussed on these, these daily lists. And I don't want to talk shit about the daily lists. It's just kind of an easier way for me to, to frame this. Everybody has stuff that they do every single day. A lot of people journal every single morning. And a lot of people do the yoga, they do a meditation, they have affirmations. All of that stuff is great. But if you're doing that for these big, big, big things all the time, you can start to feel like that's the only reason you're doing any of it. And some of the smaller details kind of fall by the wayside. And you also forget to enjoy the, the fruits of your magical labor. <laughs> and that brings us back to, you know, we don't just build a magical practice to build a magical practice. We build a magical practice to contribute to our lives in a positive way. And sometimes that positive way is much smaller. I absolutely will light candles or incense or, you know, throw salt in the bath with a, a very minimum, you know, spirituality or spiritual thought. You know, I'm picking a yellow candle and it's just because I'm feeling really low and I need something to make me smile. And a yellow candle is very happy and I'll just light that and that will be it. 
It's not a big spell. It's not a whole to-do, but it contributes something to me. And I don't need to do any sort of deep soul searching because sometimes it's not the time for deep soul searching. Sometimes it's just the time for a pretty yellow candle to make you smile. And that is okay too. We do magic a lot, especially lately for these very heavy topics, and we don't enjoy magic sometimes. I talked about that a little bit in Laugh Riot a few episodes ago, because I noticed that witchcraft is, it, I mean, it's serious, of course, but a lot of people don't necessarily have fun with it. I don't always have fun with it. I, I forget this, especially because I do it for work. I forget that I'm supposed to enjoy it. I forget that I can just light candles because candles are pretty. They don't need to have a magical purpose. I forget sometimes that I can light incense because it smells nice, because I want it to smell like spring in here. I can light, you know, my orange blossom incense. It doesn't need to be for any of these purposes of passion or harmony or um, attracting love. It doesn't need to be for that. I can just enjoy it for what it is. So don't forget to do that. And that is something, you know, don't, don't continuously just see magic as a spell or a ritual that you've designed and executed. See it as things like, you know, a beautiful day in the middle of a terrible week of weather, or a really incredible looking full moon, or even just an odd coincidence or chance encounter or something different that catches your eye or your ear. All of those things are examples of magic. You know, we're always tuning in and out to the material and the spiritual. We're always kind of walking that line. And sometimes it's easy to forget that there's not just magic that we're sending out, but that we're bringing in as well. And that really is the main purpose behind a lot of my, my like daily magical things. Like I said, I, I read my tarot and, and my horoscope in the morning. I check that out. I try not to memorize it because I don't want to steer my day any particular way. You know, I still want things to happen. I get the fresh air. I talk to the plants and I visit with my fish and my cat, that kind of thing. I plug in my crystal lamp every morning and I, I kind of let that, that good vibe fill up my bedroom there. I make time specifically to just sit down or lay down in the dark and to daydream for a little while and let my imagination do its thing. When I take a shower, I um, I have a sea salt body wash. And a lot of times when I get in the shower and I'm just, I'm not feeling great, I'm feeling heavy, I feel like my aura is all discombobulated, that's when I grab my, you know, totally store-bought sea salt body wash and I'll just feel myself washing that away. It takes a maximum of two minutes, <laughs> if that at all. But it reminds me that there is magic in everything around me, even, you know, a body wash, even a body wash, even in a store-bought lamp with a light bulb in it, even with, you know, plants that do not grow outside in my natural area whatsoever. And this is something that takes time. You know, it's a it's a habit. You get used to seeing magic more and more places the more you learn about it, the more you explore it. So, you know, the more you keep learning about witchcraft, the more you're going to start seeing magic everywhere. And don't don't lose that because that is so important to the overall experience of creating a very magical life for yourself. I get questions a lot. And in fact, people have been buying tarot readings to ask me, what's the next step, you know, on my spiritual development? What do I got to do? I'm aching to do something. What is it? And it's not that that's a bad question because it's not. And I always have really great answers because that's my favorite topic to read about. And the cards are always very, they always seem a little extra um, flashy and inspirational in those kind of readings because I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about helping them along that way. But a lot of times I, I feel like some people, um, they're getting very hung up on it. They're getting so hung up on the idea of having to create this ritual or having to perform a whole ritual or having to do things every single day, even though they feel like they don't have time <laughs> because 
the world we live in is just we have almost no time to do nothing. We're just, <laughs> we're just not given it if you want to survive, uh, especially if you don't have a ton of money or anything like that. So we're not really given a lot of time for this extra stuff. So sometimes this extra stuff like spirituality can feel like a burden. It can also feel like a chore. You know, it can feel like this grand, huge journey, which is really exciting but sometimes it's just way too much. And I've noticed that some of these people who are sending me these questions, God love them, they're holding themselves back because they feel like they can't go big enough. They feel like they can't be witchy enough. They can't, um, you know, exude magic or find magic in everything because they're looking for something very big and very specific. And that makes me sad. <laughs> it's... That is a common thing. You know, you get very excited in witchcraft and it becomes a project. You know, you have to keep going on to the next thing, the next thing, next thing. And that's fantastic. But that wears you out. It wears you out. Let me tell you. Um, every time I have a month where I'm very excited about a bunch of new books and a bunch of new topics and I'm learning a million things, for a whole, you know, week or two of the next month, I am completely useless, just completely useless. And I can't even use all of that stuff that I learned because I, I just took on way too much. <laughs> and I focused more on the learning what it's about, learning how to do it, than actually doing it, than actually finding ways to work it into my life, than actually, you know, bring it into my own reality. That's not helpful. It's not helpful. So when it comes to having a regular witch practice or regular daily practice, you have to walk this fine line um, between focusing on putting energy into your witchcraft and getting energy out of your witchcraft. You're not just putting stuff in. You, you want to be getting stuff out. It's a balance. It's a cycle. Why continuously put your energy into witchcraft if it's not actually contributing to your life? And that sounds like very easy advice, but it's very easy advice to forget. Especially in the modern age where all of our very personal spiritual practices for a lot of us are very public now. They're very in the open. You know, we, we take a, a picture or a video of a spell or ritual that we're doing and we're, we put it on the internet. Some people are rude and, <laughs> and leave awful comments or they judge how you've done your spell or what have you and that's not really necessary, by the way. Don't, don't do that to anybody. And if someone does that to you, just, just block them. But we end up feeling like we need to be doing the witchcraft in, a, in, a, in the right way. Or that we need to be doing it in a very flashy and Instagram-friendly way. You know, Instagram witchcraft. Um, where every Instagram witch has beautiful crystals and fresh herbs and all of the coolest tarot and oracle decks all in one gigantic sparkly photo that looks like it's been edited to high heaven by someone with a lot of skill. It's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard to live up to that. It's very hard to do that every single day unless it's, you know, unless it's part of your business and you're you know, it's it's part of if it's part of your business, there are allocated funds. <laughs> you know, business, which is sometimes we we make things look wrong for the average person. You know, it's part of your allocated funds. It's part of your allocated time. Not everybody's like that. So don't feel bad if your witchcraft does not look humongous, does not look fancy or Instagram ready. Don't even feel like you need to put it online if you don't want to, but don't feel like you shouldn't. It's cool to share it. But it's cool to share even something small that maybe doesn't come across as a beautiful photo. And I don't think us online witches, because I'm kind of like this too, I, I don't share every single individual thing. You know, I'm not sitting there throughout the course of a spell or a ritual and, and taking picture after picture. I take one after. And we don't always show the tiny things we do. You know, I'm not posting pictures of a little bit of my sea salt body wash that I got at like a, it's like a bargain shop. Like it wasn't something super fancy. It wasn't my fancy body products. It's, it's something cheap that I found that I just happened to like. And it has a nice effect on me. It makes me feel clean, spiritually and physically. 
But I don't always show stuff like that. You know what I mean? I, I show the big spell with all the candles. So it's just something that I've been thinking about a lot lately that a lot of times I feel like we're kind of putting too much on our witchcraft. You know, we we needed to fix all of these big heavy things in our lives. And that's great. It can totally help you with that stuff. But you should be able to feel that magic and that energy any time that you want to. Not just when you have the time to go all out. So that's how I want you to look at and, and apply some of the information that's coming up in your tarot scope later. So like I said, there's there's a tarot card and an oracle card. Don't memorize them. Look at the imagery, you know, read the little message. None of them are incredibly long. And just look for those signs and symbols and ideas coming through throughout the month. You don't necessarily have to go looking for it. See how they find you because, you know, magic is always trying to get our attention in some way. See how that appears in the world, whether or not you're trying to look for it. Use the energy of these cards as, you know, just a heads up, a way to tune into the energy of the month, a way to I don't know, a way to be excited about the month, a way to approach a lot of the things you do, you know, the kind of attitude to take with you. Don't worry about whether or not you're interpreting the card properly or if you're, you know, you're getting all the symbols right or if you're really living up to what that card says or even if, you know, it's quote unquote coming true. Don't worry about that. Just allow it to color your perception of the next month. Allow it to influence your experience of the month and not just your big magical experiences, but your small day-to-day -day experiences. And on days when you feel like you need to do something magical or you need to do witchcraft, <laughs> maybe take a look at this card and you can do something if you like. But what I really want you to do is feel it. I want you to feel that card. I want you to feel how it works into your life and what it contributes to you and your life and your everyday existence on this planet. Over the last three years, I've shared a lot about my ongoing journey to better mental health. And I get messages all the time from listeners who are also struggling and looking for someone to talk to. Unfortunately, it can be very difficult to find therapy that is fully accessible, financially or otherwise. That's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp is an online service that can connect you with real licensed counselors who can be available on your schedule and right where you are. With four different ways to communicate and a wide range of specialties, there's a good chance you can find someone perfect for you all without leaving home. Everything is confidential, and if you ever feel like your counselor isn't the right fit for you, you can switch right away. Not only is the service really affordable compared to in-person therapy, they also offer financial aid for those who need it. It's okay to need help. You deserve to get better. And you can start that journey at betterhelp.com slash fatfeministwitch and save 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash fatfeministwitch. One of the ways I like to get in tune with the energy of whatever, every single day or month or week, year, astrological season, moon phase, what have you, is with my tarot and oracle cards. I also check my horoscope. I check daily, weekly, and monthly horoscopes. And I kind of combine them together for a nice big set of magical information <laughs> that I can use for the rest of the time period. So I decided it would be really fun to do the same thing for all of you guys. Pull a tarot card for the month. Now I can't pull a card for every single one of you, of course. So instead, I have pulled a tarot card for every single sign in the zodiac. And of course, I have factored in your particular sign and some stuff that's going on. So I pulled a card for each of you from the Tarot of Pagan Cats, and I also pulled a card from the musical Music Oracles deck so that you each have uh, a musician with their own set of inspiration, and I've even picked a track that can kind of help you go with the vibe of your card. So let's start with Aries. 
Aries, your card for the month is Judgment. This has a very intense energy. <laughs> so don't be surprised if you see some big changes this month. December will be all about rebirth and renewal and expansion. Because just like a damn Aries, you had to get started on the New Year energy before us. <laughs> but that's a good thing. That is a good thing. So this transformation that you're going to be going through is very good. It's going to lead you to a great place. But it won't necessarily be comfortable. You might come up against some challenges this month. To get through that, just conjure up your inner fire, put on your best ball gown, and open yourself up to this brand new world that you're going to be living in. So your musician for the month is Diana Ross, who is actually a fellow Aries. And her advice is that you can be a better you than anybody else. And I recommend Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Actually, I remember, I recommend any version of Ain't No Mountain High Enough. But, <laughs> but this one is particularly... It reminds you that there are some things that are worth going through challenges for. Next up is Taurus. And for Taurus, we have the star. And the star is a very positive card. It's very chill, but it's, it's a very, very positive and optimistic card of hope and magic, of course, and reflection. So on this card, we have a little black cat, a kitty friend, and it is surrounded by magic in nature. You see magic coming up from the earth, coming down from the stars, and the cat is somewhere in between. And that's sort of what you are going to be focusing on this month. You're going to be walking a line between the spiritual and the material, probably dipping your feet into both. Spend a little extra time this month meditating uh, and reflecting on the previous year. This is a great time for self-reflection for you. Take it easy, the Taurus way, of course, and spread that hope and that optimism you feel for the future around to the people around you. The star is a very loving card, and it's very willing to share this, this bounty with other people. And your musician for the month is Marvin Gaye, another Detroit native and Motown star, of course. I was so excited. And he's also another Aries. <laughs> Interesting. So his advice is a selfless heart is all you need to get by. And the recommended track for Marvin Gaye is Couldn't Ask For More. And honestly, any other song by Marvin Gaye will no doubt make you feel fantastic because he's fantastic. Next up with Gemini, we have the Two of Wands. And I really had to laugh when I saw that the Gemini got a number, got a two. That was, that's just funny. Gemini, you guys are almost a little bit predictable, but it's something I love about you. So your dual nature will definitely be coming out this month. So watch out for small challenges that require you to make decisions. Now, none of this will be altogether major. You're not going to be choosing between life or death. But what you are going to be choosing between is envisioning something for the future for you and then taking that vision and actually making it real. You have dreams and goals just like everybody else. Look at those this month. Use your vision and see the future for you and then actually make it a reality if it's right for you. You'll have to decide if this is something you really want or something that you're just thinking about, something that you just think is possible. You're coming to a crossroads now, and now is not the time to play it safe. It's a time to dream big and actually go for the things that you want. And your musician for the month is Nick Cave. I love Nick Cave. He is very cool, and he's very spooky and goth. So those of you, those goth Geminis out there, you'll be happy. And Nick Cave is actually a Virgo, but his advice for you for the month is waiting for inspiration is just waiting. <laughs> Don't spend all your time waiting. And the recommended track I have for you is Dig Lazarus Dig, which I think you'll really, really like. It's got a very peppy and upbeat reality, uh, upbeat tempo to it, but it's still very weird, which is something, like I said, that I very much appreciate about you Geminis. For Cancer, we have The Magician. Now The Magician is of course, a very magical card. And it definitely says to me that you will be exploring your spirituality and your magic in a kind of hands-on way a little bit more this month. But what the magician is really about is personal power, is realizing your personal power and actually feeling uh, confident to use it. This month is a really good time for you to focus on things like manifesting what it is you want, casting spells, attracting things to your life that you want, uh, 
using your magic for creation and exploration. And look into the future a little bit. What is it that you'll be working toward in 2020? What will your goals be? What will be the best thing that you can do for yourself in the year coming up? Your artist for the month is PJ Harvey, who is a Libra. That doesn't surprise me, actually. She really seems like a really good Libra. So her advice is jam with others, but remain in the lead. And her recommended track is 50 Foot Queenie, because you are going to feel 50 feet tall when you, <laughs> when you harness the magic of the magician. So this brings us to Leo. And <laughs> I have to say a little something about Leo. So I did this whole reading and I counted my cards and there's only 11. I have no idea what happened. It turns out I had forgotten about you, Leo. And I'm really, really sorry about that. And I did feel really bad until I actually pulled your cards and I don't feel bad for you anymore because I got Beyonce <laughs> and I got the High Priestess, which is like the Beyonce of the tarot for sure. So of course, Leo would get these badass cards that are all about, um, these are very charismatic and drawing figures, right? You're very drawn to them. You Leos always have to be the Beyonce in every room and this month is no different for you. So the high priestess herself is the master of magic and of herself. Much like the magician, she masters her own magic and she understands her power. But her focus is a lot more inward. It's a lot less about creating in the material world, but about learning and exploring the deep inner world, your spirituality and your, your very sense of self. I'd say don't let it get to your head. <laughs> But if there's ever a time, it's your month of Beyonce for sure. So Beyonce's advice is, oh, and Beyonce is a Virgo. Confidence can be the most powerful aphrodisiac, which is just fantastic advice. And of course, the re recommended track for her is Run the World because that's exactly what kind of energy you're going to need this month. Even though it's not your month, even though it's winter and you are a hot, sunny summer, baby. This is going to be your time to shine. So very much enjoy it. So that brings us to Virgo and we got the two of swords. And this is actually really, really interesting. So up at Gemini here, we have a two and we have a musician who is a Virgo. Down here at Virgo, we have a card that is a two and a musician who is a Gemini. So I never ignore things like that. So you might want to be hooking up with your Gemini friends this month. You might be wanting to spend some time with them. But you got the Two of Swords. This is slightly different than the Two of Wands, slightly different than that very confident and, and fiery vibe. But it still indicates opportunities and necessity for making decisions. Now, this card is telling me that you have a lot of fear. You're trying to kind of ignore the things that make you scary so you can get stuff done. But what it's actually doing is standing in your way. This card is telling you that things are not as scary as you seem. And it's okay for you to let your guard down and take a realistic look around for yourself. Don't block out the world this month as uncomfortable as it may be, because you will also be going through changes and making decisions. But just like the Two of Wands, none of it will be incredibly major, no life or death, and it is okay to take off the blindfold and see the world for what it really is. It's not that scary this month. <laughs> so your musician is Miles Davis, as I said, a Gemini, and his advice is progress is impossible without shock. Fantastic advice. That fear, those scary experiences, those are necessary, no matter, no matter how unpleasant they are. And the recommended track for Miles Davis is a, quite a classic, which is Smoke Gets In Your Eyes. And I hope that makes you giggle as much as it made me. <laughs> so Libras, Libra for the month of December, we have The Hanged Man. And this is not a month for action for you. This is going to be a month where you feel almost like your life is on pause. It's a time to reflect on the previous year, reflect on the things that you've learned this year, reflect on your feelings that you have as we approach this new year. You'll probably be called to let something go, something from the past that you, you just don't need anymore. On the other side of this card, of course, once you get past this period of suspension, 
you have enlightenment and, and movement and excitement. But for now, take a break from your re- routine and spend some time looking within. Meditation will be especially reflective and deep all month. This is a great month for you to really focus on meditation, especially if this is something you've never tried before. Surrender to the experience of meditation. Just let yourself fall into it. So your musician for the month was Elvis, Elvis Presley. He was actually a Capricorn. His advice is always keep heaven on speed dial because although although you are living in the real world here, you will be walking between the spiritual and material like many of the other signs are this this month. December is a pretty magical time. I find the end of the year to be very magical. And not just because I'm a Capricorn and I'm biased, but that's part of it. <laughs> it's a very spiritual and powerful time. So don't forget to focus on your spiritual growth and achievement as well this year. And your recommended track for Elvis is Surrender. Scorpio, I've got some good news for you, or you'll be getting some good news, I guess. So your card is the Page of Pentacles, and pages often bring news, messages, And this one brings good news concerning your finances or your career. The Page of Pentacles is very earthy, you know. It's to do with your your material everything, your material success, your material sense of stability. You may find yourself at the beginning of a brand new path this month. And this is a great path for you. It's leading towards your goal of success. But for right now, you're just starting out. You're taking these first few steps. So this will be a really good time for you to do some money magic or, you know, work on manifesting your dream job, planting the seeds for future prosperity. That is really going to be your focus for the month. And I think that's a great one for the end of the year. If you have any sort of financial stuff to do, taxes, um, if you're starting a business, take care of that stuff this month. Take the first step towards getting to the end of that road. Your musician for the month is Ella Fitzgerald, who is a Taurus. Wonderful, Ella. And her advice is, you are your own best teacher. So the Page of Pentacles is a very earthy card. It's still, it's practical, but doesn't ignore its intuition. And that's a great piece of advice for you. And your recommended track is How High the Moon, because shoot for the moon, y'all. Shoot for the moon. Speaking of the moon, that brings us to Sagittarius, whose card for the month is the moon. Don't be surprised, Sagittarius, even though you're incredibly social. Um, If you find yourself craving alone time and kind of disappearing into dreams or even daydreaming, the moon is a card of very mysterious and undefined energy. So you might feel a little confused all month or a little, not lost, but maybe you just don't know exactly where you're going. That's okay. Your psychic power and your intuition will be very, very strong. So use those senses to help you navigate. Your inner self or your your lunar self is in need of attention and care. And since the moon is a very magical card, you may find yourself practicing your magical path, your magical practice just a little bit more this month. You might be focusing on it a little bit more. I would actually take the time to get out there underneath the full moon. Keep watch of the moon cycles this month and pay attention to your dreams. Your musician is Beethoven, Ludwig von Beethoven, Um, and he was born in December 1770, though we don't know the day because it wasn't popular to track that back then. So he could actually be a Sagittarius, Uh, but his advice is conduct a symphony in silence. And the recommended track I have for you is Moonlight Sonata, which seems very cliche, um, but it really is an outstanding piece of music that is very good for going inward and looking at some of these inner parts of yourself. That brings us to my sign of Capricorn. Very excited. Uh, Our birthdays are coming up. Oh, happy birthday to all of the December Sagittarians and Capricorns this month, including me. So our card this month was the Queen of Cups, which is a very emotional and intuitive card. It's actually associated with the sign of cancer, our opposite sign. And this sign's associated with things like home and family and really intense sensitivity. Since it's our opposite sign, this could be kind of challenging for you. This doesn't surprise me since it's <laughs> it's a big season for spending time with family and spending time at home and focusing on home and family. So watch out for challenges in that way, but don't shy away from your feelings in those situations. 
Allow yourself to feel whatever it is you need to feel. And also listen to your intuition this month. The lesson this month is to learn to see your intense emotions and intuition as a source of strength versus a weakness. This is something that can be hard for Capricorns, which are very, you know, stable and sturdy people. It's okay to let loose and be a little bit emotional and to let your psychic energy just go nuts. It's also a great time to work with crystals and to record your dreams. It's a very psychic month. And our musician for this month is Joni Mitchell, who's a Scorpio. I love Joni Mitchell. Love Joni Mitchell. Um, and it's it's interesting to me, if I had to pick a, a Queen of Cups, she's would probably be in like the top three. So, <laughs> so Joni Mitchell's advice, um, actually every piece of advice on her card is really fantastic. The best that I saw is learn to write in your own blood, which is learn to access your feelings and to honor your feelings, no matter how deep or scary or, or uncomfortable they are. And the recommended track is literally everything. So, <laughs> but if I had to pick one to recommend to you, which is, it would be a case of you which is witchy because it was in Practical Magic um, when Nicole Kidman is driving and through the night she's singing along. Fantastic. And it's also a very watery and emotional song, so it's perfect for the Queen of Cups. This brings us to Aquarius. And actually, both of the cards I pulled for Aquarius are associated with Sagittarius. <laughs> I thought that was funny. So your tarot card is Temperance. Temperance is associated with Sagittarius and all of its sparkly optimism and its love of philosophy, philosophy and spirituality and adventure, even travel. So this month, you might want to keep your eye out for divine messages, for reliving or exploring past life experiences, and even the chance to explore other worlds. This card is also often associated with art, with creative expression. So art and creativity can really help you express yourself, help keep you feeling balanced, balance out the emotions you'll be feeling this month, and would be a great way to channel or interpret spiritual messages. So focusing on things like tarot, which has art and helps you um, interpret spirituality would be very good. If you do automatic writing or if you do any sort of... Um, creative creative activities during the day if you create art try to weave your spirituality in with whatever it is that you're creating your musician for the month is Jimi hendrix who is sagittarius and his advice is if you live in a room full of mirrors all you will see is yourself look beyond look beyond <laughs> and his recommended track for you is hey baby new rising sun fantastic song does not get nearly enough play so for Pisces, our lovely Pisces, we're at the end. And the card that I pulled for you is, is one of the most Piscean cards I can imagine, which is the Seven of Cups. It's a watery card that is all about dreams and fantasy. Now, maybe this is because your planet of Neptune recently stationed direct after pretty good retrograde period. So you can get back to your very dreamy nature. Think about all the things that you have, all the things that you've gotten over the year, all the things that you want and your really big dreams. And let yourself really live in that reality for a little while. Don't feel bad if you spend a lot of time daydreaming. Your dreams themselves might be a little bit extra. You'll have to decide eventually what direction to head in. You'll have to choose between all of these wonderful dreams and options. But you don't need to do that this month. And your musician for the month is Tina Turner. Oh, oh Tina Turner. Uh, and her advice is purge your life of whatever brings you down, especially if it's as gross as Ike Turner. And recommended track is In Your Wildest Dreams, because that is exactly where I want you to live this month. If you enjoy the tarot scopes, come back around the end of every month in time for the first, and I will have a new one for you. If you would like to get a full reading with a card for every single month of the upcoming year, as well as some extras to give you some general themes and lessons you'll be learning, you can find that starting December 1st on my store at thefatfeministwitch.storeenvy.com where I sell tarot and oracle readings. So you guys can get one of those, but you can also tune, uh, tune in or look on my blog every month for free tarot scopes. Super fun, right? 
I love combining um, the tarot and the oracle cards with astrology. I find I get super accurate readings that have a very, they have a little bit more magical energy to me. They're, they're just a little bit more fun. It's probably the influence of the stars. Well, that is apparently <laughs> all that I have to say on the topic of daily magic. As I said, this was not a very planned out episode. You know, there, there wasn't a lot of structure here. A lot of it was just some things I've been thinking about a lot. Um, probably because it's the end of the year and I'm getting a little reflective. But these are just some things that I've been thinking a lot. And I know that not everyone that listens is new to witchcraft. So some of this stuff might not be applicable to you. But I even find that sometimes, you know, sometimes we forget that witchcraft is fun. And witchcraft can do small things for us. We become this big, bad, powerful witch. And we do big, bad, powerful witch stuff. And only that. So sometimes we need a little reminder to... Well, quite frankly, to chill the fuck out. <laughs> chill the fuck out is great, great advice, right? So, interesting. I don't know. I followed my intuition and my feelings this time. I guess I am very much embodying that Queen of Cups. Some of it was a little ranty. I hope that's okay. And even if it's not, I mean, whatever. <laughs> Episode's going up anyways. So thank you so much for tuning into the Fat Feminist Witch today. If you want to check out your taroscope, including photographs of the cards, or learn more about me, you can do that at thefatfeministwitch.com. You can also find me across social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and I will be posting all of these to those as well. I do have an episode coming out next week on Thursday, December the 5th, where I'll be interviewing Kathleen Borealis, who is both a spiritual practitioner and a real geologist, and she's going to be talking to us about crystals. Um, the ethics of crystal mining and crystal consumerism have been a hot topic lately, so she's going to talk to us a little bit about that and about using crystals in our spiritual practice and connecting with them in a real way. So that will be a really um, interesting interview, and I hope you'll all tune in next week to listen to that. Thank you again for tuning into the Fat Feminist Witch today. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and I will talk to all of you again in December. We're almost at the end of the year. How wild is that? <laughs> <laughs>